0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 90. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. It looks like Amazon are getting ready to set up a real estate referral service in the US with other countries to follow. At the time of recording this episode, Amazon is a $427 billion business, so I guess they can basically do whatever they want. And Amazon is just one global giant with very deep pockets going after the real estate industry by connecting directly with consumers. I believe our industry is now more under threat from these heavy hitters than ever before and I've dedicated this episode to showing you exactly what you can do about it. So get ready to create the perfect real estate marketing storm and become the disruptor in your area. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. The very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. In 2000, Reed Hastings, the founder of a fledgling mail-order video company called Netflix, flew to Dallas, Texas to propose a partnership with Blockbuster. The idea was that Netflix would run Blockbuster's brand online and Blockbuster would promote Netflix in its retail stores. At that meeting, however, Hastings got laughed out of the room. Less than 10 years later, Blockbuster was bankrupt, and Netflix is now a $60 billion company. And you might be interested to learn that Kodak, who went out of business because of the digital revolution, actually invented digital photography in 1975, when the Kodak engineer and digital photography inventor shared his discovery with corporate managers, whom, by the way, made the bulk of their money selling film, their reaction was, filmless photography? That's cute, but don't tell anyone about it. It seems history is full of slow learners, and I'm sure you've noticed how, in the last few years, big business is swaggering in with fresh technology and ideas to dominate our industry. Look no further than the major real estate domains that hold us to ransom just so we can compete. In the very near future, there will be winners and losers, and the losers will be the ones that do nothing about it. So what do we do about it? How do we beat the tech giants at their own game by using their technology but on a shoestring budget? How do we reach out and connect with consumers on a different, more powerful level? How do we engage them and bring them into our world and nurture them as clients for life? And what's the best way to become a digital era media company that happens to sell real estate? Well, the good news is that having an amazing online presence is now available to everyone. That's why the digital economy is so successful. And I'm 200% convinced that the real estate industry is going to look very different in less than 10 years. Now is the perfect time and opportunity to become that media business within a real estate company. In fact, it doesn't matter whether you're one individual salesperson or part of a 500 office monster. Now is the perfect time to become the astute disruptor in your local market. If you take a look around our industry, it's not hard to spot the Blockbusters and Kodaks. They're also the ones that are probably not listening to this podcast or reading my blogs. I'm totally sold on the belief that right now, a world-class personal or corporate website is by far the most important marketing tool anyone can own, and this will only become more important as time goes on. In fact, I'm suggesting your website shouldn't be just part of your marketing. I think it needs to be the central planet around which all your other marketing revolves. Think of it as the perfect real estate marketing storm that's going to help you wipe out the competition. Think of it as the head office of your media business with everything leading to it or from it. And the good news is that today, it's never been easier or more cost effective to build a smoking hot real estate website or update your existing one. There are also an ever-growing number of plug-in solutions that can help you attract eyeballs and take names in ways that were not even possible a few years back. Here are some of the most important reasons and influencing factors why a great website is not just important, but essential to your brand and future growth. I'm gonna frame these points as some of the most common questions I get from agents on the subject. Question number one, I'm a salesperson on a team. Should I be setting up my own website? My answer, totally. If you have any plans to grow your personal following and business pipeline, Setting up your own customised online presence is essential to your future success. The main reason for this is because people are searching online 24 hours a day for professional assistance and advice. If you can't be found online, to them you don't exist. And in a digital world, who can afford to be off the radar? And think like a seller just for a moment. Would you really want to list your property with a real estate business or person that doesn't come up on a search I'm sure I don't need to tell you that real estate is way too competitive to leave this to chance. We live in a time when even instant coffee isn't fast enough. Consumers have been conditioned to expect a solution they can find in minutes, not days or weeks. Now, this advice might be contrary to what real estate business owners would prefer, but done correctly, a salesperson's website can be a great addition to the online corporate umbrella. Question number two. I already have a corporate business website that I'm happy with. Are you talking about setting up something else? My answer, yes. If your current corporate or main website is working for you, then you're better to leave it in place and create a more community-minded website that will help you engage your potential customers and community members in a whole different way because it's fresh, new, and innovative. It's not real estate and that's exactly why it works. Next question, question number three, what should my website look like? Well, if you want to have a website that attracts minimum traffic and doesn't engage people to stay very long, make sure you put your logo and colours all over it and offer very little information about buying or selling property in your community. But if you want a website that's going to attract a large volume of interest from your potential clients, then keep the flavour of your website about your target market, not about yourself. Imagine if you were a potential client of you. What kind of information would engage or interest you enough to make you want to leave your name and info so the agent can keep in touch? What would make you say this agent is impressive and really knows her stuff and I can't afford not to be on her mailing list? What non-real estate things can you discuss and discover that will be attractive to people in your area and help you stand out from the crowd? Number four, how do I drive traffic to my website? When someone searches real estate plus your area, chances are the top search listings on Google, if not the first page, will be dominated by the major real estate portals who have deep pockets and throw millions at making sure their websites come up first. So I'm sure you agree, there's no point taking a knife to that gunfight. Instead, you want to be reaching out and connecting with potential clients in your area by appealing to them on a completely different level. You need to supply quality, relevant, and localized content that the mega real estate domains cannot. And you need to supply an abundance of it. So the search engines begin to target you as a real estate business that's really good at this stuff and deserves to be ranked well in any search. And by the way, that's a little summary of how the Google search algorithm actually works. They like to reward regular, relevant, quality content. And this is why websites have blogs. A blog short for weblog, is the easiest and most effective way to add content on a regular basis. Toronto real estate website getwhatyouwant.ca attracts more than 2,000 unique visits each day, resulting in more than a dozen specific phone calls to the business from buyers and sellers. The business owners have carefully cultivated a massive following by offering regular quality content that is accessed by a global market looking to buy and sell property in Toronto. They are experts at sending out highly relevant and engaging information that they know will be of interest to their followers. Question number 5: What should you blog about? Well, there are hundreds of different ideas to use here but the important thing is to just begin, and the best place to start is by identifying the pain points, the problems or the issues your potential customers might be experiencing. Let's say a lot of people in your area are looking to sell a large property and buy a smaller one. So an article about downsizing is going to be very useful for them. And what about something for the first-time buyers and another article advising people whether they should buy first or sell first? Or even an article offering advice to someone who's bought and can't sell? And what about an article offering advice to home sellers preparing to sell? You could send this link as part of your pre-listing email. When you start to brainstorm ideas, the sky is the limit. And the amazing thing about a blog is that the more you add, the better it gets. And as I mentioned before, Google loves to see an active website with quality content being added on a regular basis. The important thing about blogging is to keep it local and use keywords that are likely to be searched by potential clients in your area. Let me explain. Let's say you're in Bondi, New South Wales. To help identify the locality of your business and search relevance, you'd be wanting to use terms like real estate Bondi, buying real estate in Bondi and investing in Bondi real estate. You will want to thread these words through your copy without making it obvious that you're trying to keyword load your article. Done correctly, you'll find your blogs and articles will begin to drive traffic to your website within a very short space of time. Your next task is to capture the visitor's information and I've found the best way to do that is with a pop-up opt-in box. This doesn't mean that opting into giving their information is mandatory as the site visitor can choose to click out of the opt-in box without entering any information and continue to your article. You might have noticed I have an opt-in box at topagentsplaybook.com and it's been very useful helping me collect names as long as I continue to offer quality and relevant content. Check out the sample I've included in the show notes for this episode you'll see how the visitor has two options to not enter their information. One being the green cross in the top right-hand corner, which is standard on most opt-in boxes, and the hyperlink copy at the bottom, which lets them continue straight to the site. Then at the bottom of each blog, you can insert a small call to action by offering, say, a free telephone consulting call on any real estate-related topic. Next question, number six. Why should I take the focus off me and put it on my community? Well, this might run contrary to public opinion, and even some marketing people I know think it's crazy, but the results are clear and obvious. When South Australian agent James Sexton wanted to start a Facebook page using his business name, he had little success. Then he started a page called We Love the Adelaide Hills, and within 12 months, he had more than 6,000 followers. And this is in the town of only 10,000 people. GetWhatYouWant.ca is a website owned by a real estate company called The BRELL Team. Notice they have made the website name about their target market, not themselves. In fact, the website name is designed to appeal to buyers and sellers with the offer to help them get what they want. Scott Lackman's 4510tv.com is all about the community of Caboolture in Queensland. Postcode 4510. Notice how he's made the website name all about his target market, not himself. His business is Richardson and Wrench Caboolture, by the way. So why not blog about a cafe or a restaurant in your area, something that's going to have mass appeal? What about a florist or a photographer? And Make sure you get your photo taken with them for your article. I'm sure these business people would love the publicity and happily share your posts and blogs on their social media accounts. Then... Before you know it, you're suddenly being seen by people you don't even know, and it's costing you peanuts. What about featuring an interview with an up-and-coming sporting star in your community? You're essentially buying into their popularity by helping to promote them. Can you see how you can leverage your awesome new website with a lot of very affordable support marketing? It doesn't cost a lot to reach out and connect with your community in innovative and interesting ways that will appeal to them and appeal to your audience. The internet is the new community newspaper. The cool thing is that it doesn't matter which website the information comes from, which, by the way, is why so many newspapers are struggling. You're also making a very bold step to appear totally different to other agents in your area who are too frightened to undertake such radical marketing. I can promise you one thing. Somebody will be doing this in your area very soon. So it might as well be you. Next question, number seven, how else can I use my blog? Well, your blog can have any number of applications, but using it in places like Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram will probably yield the most fruit. And by the way, with the exception of YouTube and Vimeo, it's V-I-M-E-O, which I really like, I don't see much point in putting time and effort into any other social media. You simply post a short teaser comment about your article with a link of course and include a quality image and speaking of images it's important that your blog has a great-looking photo that's relevant to your article for example let's say you want to talk about a new Bondi webcam then you'd use a great surf photo as the lead image for your article as your list of contacts grows You can start communicating with them in any way you like, but you need to be engaging and your content needs to be relevant and useful. Then, each time you create a new blog, you can email your list to let them know. This is a great way to engage a new contact and help them become familiar with you and your business. This is classic gift to get marketing, guys, and the more you give, the more you're gonna get. The point is, the broader and more inclusive your subject, the bigger audience potential you have, it's as simple as that. Next question, number eight. What else can I do with my website to help me attract more traffic? Well, why not set up a local business directory where local businesses can simply enter their information. All you need to do is approve it. This will be a great resource, not only for you, but also for your potential clients and a very valuable addition to your website content. Take a look at how Kabulcher agent Scott Lackman has done this on his site, 4510tv.com. Next question, number nine. How much should I be spending on my website? For the type of website I've described in this article, at the time of writing, I'd estimate somewhere between six dollars and $8,000 will get you a state-of-the-art, smoking-hot, fully-customized and search-engine-optimized website, depending on how many bells and whistles you want to add. I'm not in the business of building websites, so I have no interest in selling you one. But I've been involved in hundreds of website builds over the last 10 years, and I can tell you without hesitation that a good website is more than worth the investment. For example, let's revisit getwhatyouwant.ca. Remember the Canadian real estate business website I mentioned earlier in this article that receives more than 2,000 unique visits a day? Well, I'm confident they're more than happy with their return on investment. You know, I'm stunned that some agents can't justify spending much on a great website. It's their entire virtual 24-7 shop front in just one click. It's the place sellers will go to check you out before you turn up for a listing presentation. It's where you showcase your listings, your team, and the very culture of your business. Have you ever walked into a retail store or business and been disappointed by the dead flies in the window or the peeling paint on the ceiling or the three-year-old calendar in the bathroom? Well, that's what people think when they click on a bad real estate website. And chances are that right now, while you've been listening to this episode, people have been clicking on your website. Were they engaged and left their name and email so they can get your next cool article? Or did they quickly leave with a poor impression? The hidden agenda with a great website is that it's making you look like an A-grade marketing pro. You clearly illustrate your superior marketing skills And isn't that what every seller really wants? I'd like to say a special thanks to tuning into this episode. I'm passionately interested in excellent online marketing and the benefits it offers. So interested, in fact, that as you're a listener to my podcast, I'd like to offer a free call to discuss your marketing and offer any suggestions I can. Just go to topagentsplaybook.com, send me a message, and I'll be in touch. The Top Agents Playbook podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On discount for life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.